For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is Greg Kelstrom. Welcome to the Agile World Podcast, where we discuss customer experience, employee experience, and transformation in an agile age. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, a blueprint for creating an experience-led organization, now available on Amazon and other retailers. Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom with The Agile World. Today we're going to talk about The Center of Experience. My most recent book is called The Center of Experience. It talks about the need for organizations to centralize not only their customer experience uh, work and teams, but their employee experience work in teams as well. The center of experience really is a blueprint for how a company can centralize all of these, all of the different aspects of experience. And uh, by centralizing it and understanding it, uh, they can be more effective. So today I'm going to talk a little bit more about what that means and um, what it means to an organization to really set up this, this center of experience. It's really um, based on the concept of a center of excellence and so uh, a center of excellence around experience. So shorthand would be center of experience. So as, as customer experience and, and employee experience continue to grow in their importance, um, I think that most of you listening today really understand that it is important. And, uh, you know, a Gartner survey from a couple of years ago, back in 2017, said, you know, 66% of businesses say they compete primarily on the basis of customer experience. That number has undoubtedly increased, uh, you know, more recently. What this means is that, you know, over three quarters of businesses are competing on this basis of experience. It's not product differentiation. It's not some of the other things that traditionally they were competing on. It is really experience. And, and there's a couple aspects to that this this customer, this outward-facing, and this employee or inward-facing components to it. The interesting thing about the employee um, focus is it's not it doesn't just matter to employees either. Another statistic, um, I forget the exact percentage, but something like 70-plus percent of the reason why people support Starbucks is because of the way that they treat their employees. Starbucks is very vocal and, um, you know, about the way that they treat, you know, they give health insurance and benefits and, and stuff like that um, and uh, and good wages and, and things. So, you know, customers see that, they hear that, and they support the organization. So, you know, being great to your employees can have a, a great effect with your customers as well. The center of experience contains a number of, of different um, aspects. And I'm going to talk about most of these in the subsequent episodes 
um, on this show. Um, I encourage you to buy the book, The Center of Experience, to to learn more. But we'll just kind of briefly go through them here um, now so you understand. So um, at the very center of this um, is this this employee. Um, as I was talking about la- on the last episode, um, that motivated employee that really not only understands the values of the organization but feels valued and valuable to the organization is really the center of the center of experience. They are part of the internal team, and, and there's going to be external teams involved as well. So most organizations, um, if they don't have this formal center of, of excellence around experience, they do have some kind of notion of there might be a customer experience team, there might be an employee experience team, they might be working on some collaborative um, groupings across the across the enterprise. The center of experience really gives a model for that and, and really with the premise that there may be existing components that are working just fine. So, you know, as, as I go through and, and list some of these, you'll you'll probably say, well, you know, we've got we've got that part. Um, working just fine, that's great. And and that means that you don't have to rethink or uh, restructure one of the pieces of this, but you can adopt the, the components that, uh, that do make sense. So in addition to internal and external teams involved, there are data science components. So as artificial intelligence, machine learning, other data science applications um, you know, every organization understands that the value um, of these, they're not necessarily getting the value from them yet. Um, but I think they they understand the potential benefits. Data science plays such a key role in not only understanding what's working and what's not, but as we talk about AI, machine learning, um, we not only need to understand what's working, but we need to adapt and in a way that it, that humans simply can't do on their own. Uh, we need to be able to understand data in real time and near real time and be able to adapt and adjust with the vast amounts of, adapt- of data that's available. So that's the second component. The third component is branding. And so that is external branding uh, as well as internal branding. And I'll talk about that more um, in, a, in a later episode. Next, we come to governance. So this is how the processes and the practices to ensure consistency and and compliance are are handled. So, you know, it's not enough to say that we're going to do things. We need a process that not only do we know how it's done, but uh, how do we know if it's working well? And and if it's not working well, uh, how do we improve it? What's the process to do that? Who owns that? All of those types of, of, of questions are answered with governance. Next component is the organizational culture. I'll talk about that in, in a lot more depth um, in, in another episode as well, and, and I, I go into a lot of detail in the book about this. So the, you know, the, the diagnostics and the processes to enable culture change where needed is, is, is critical. The first step is to understand what the current culture is and really map that to not only uh, you know, where does leadership need the company to be, you know, a, a good example of this would be a a very innovative company with a lot of, you know, team collaboration and, and things like that, maybe less focused on sales and growth and repeatable processes and, and, and things like that. So an organizational shift, you don't want to lose innovation, you don't want to le- lose that camaraderie, but 
um, you do need to make a bit of a shift towards, okay, well, all of those things are great, but we also have to make money. So understanding what leadership needs as well as what employees are both perceiving in the organization as well as what they want. And so when we understand, I, I refer this to this as the, the culture gap, uh, when we understand what employees are currently perceiving, what employees desire, as well as what leadership desires, we can you know, kind of triangulate with those three different points on, okay, this is where we currently are, this is where we need to go, and we can take actions and steps to get where we need to go. And properly motivated employees that are really bought into the values of, of the company will be along for the ride. The sixth element is environments. So this includes both the physical environment, such as for employees, this would be, you know, the workspace, the, the office, things like that. Uh, for customers, it would be, you know, a retail, like a store, um, you know, environments where they would go into and, you know, physically. It wouldn't be a customer's house because that's, that's their own, but it would be a store that they go into, restaurants, so on and so forth. It also includes the virtual environments. So what is it like to interact with uh, the company, both as an employee as well as a customer? What are the interfaces that you have and, and, and what are those like? The next element is measurements. So, you know, just as we were talking about gov governance and, you know, the process to make changes, measurements really tells us, okay, well, how are we performing? And, uh, you know, what could we do better? What do we need to measure better? Um, again, both on the, on the customer and the employee experience side. And then finally, platforms. So these are related to virtual environments in some cases. These are related to measurements because they're, they're certainly tracked. But, you know, what are the applications that you use? Um, and what are the, you know, what is, what is the machinery that you use? What are all, all of those different types of things that you interact with? Um, and that are really supported by the organization as a, as a whole uh, for both the customers and the employees. So those are the, those are the key aspects, um, the eight elements of, of this entire, uh, this entire uh, experience ecosystem. So the rationale for, for the center of experience, let's, let's talk about that for, for a minute. And, you know, just a few, a few reasons why this becomes so important. So, a center of experience centralizes experience within an organization. And so, you know, a lot of companies that I work with have, you know, they may have some people that are dedicated to customer experience or employee experience. Sometimes their role may be, uh, you know, on the CX side, it may be a marketer who is adopting, you know, CX as an additional, uh, let's say an additional role or, or, or things like that, or they may have started in marketing and, um, transitioned over to CX or, or things like that. On the EX side, it may be someone in an HR capacity or, you know, sometimes even on the, in an HR technology capacity. But the idea behind the center of experience is that it centralizes all of this. So it doesn't necessarily mean that an organization needs to change its structure. So, uh, you know, it doesn't need to create a brand experience department I think it would be unrealistic uh, to for for any large organization to just do something like that overnight or or quickly. The idea is it centralizes experience without having to do that. So in other words, different practitioners from different areas of the organization come together, 
they talk, they strategize, and they bring their expertise from their different areas. So we've got branding people, we've got marketing people, we've got HR people, we've got IT, all of these different practice areas within an organization working together. They still own their respective pieces. Marketing doesn't change their role. Um, but they understand that, you know, the external as well as the internal communications is a key part of experience. And so working together without changing the structure of the organization is really one of the underlying principles of this. So being able to do that, it creates this common operating system, which is a brand experience. Again, not just CX or EX, it's brand experience within the organization. I think the other big uh, reason for for this this line of thinking with the the center of experience is it helps experience itself to be measured and the goals are centralized and accountable so what this means is uh, i th i think i talked about this a little bit um previously is instead of measuring a tactic and a, a tactics individual success we are looking you know, holistically at not just customer experience or employee experience, but we're looking at experience at a whole. We obviously want to measure customer experience and, and measure that customer journey. We want to measure the employee journey and, and the, the employee experience individually, but having the center of experience lets us take a look holistically on when we have happy employees. Uh, you know, so for a very sales-driven organization, for instance, when we have happier employees, do our sales go up? Um, are our customers buying more? Are they buying more often? Are they recommending more often? When we have great customer experience, same thing. Um, I do strongly believe that great, even great customer experience starts internally at the employee, but looking at both of these and then, again, most importantly, looking holistically we can start to see relationships between, again, great employee experience and uh, happy customers and, and great uh, customer experience. I'll continue to talk more about the center of experience in, in some of the, the podcast episodes to follow. This is Greg Kilstrom. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the Agile World Podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, the Center of Experience from my website at theagile.world or on Amazon or other retailers. Until next week, stay agile.